1: Hello, I'm Justine Willis-Toms. Today I'm hosting Lama Palden Droma. She is the author of Love on Every Breath, Tonglen Meditation for Transforming Pain into Joy. And she's also the founder of the Sukha City Foundation, a Tibetan Buddhist center in Marin County in Northern California. Lama Paldin, welcome to the New Dimensions Cafe. Thank
2: you. A pleasure to be with you.
1: It's a pleasure to have you. This book and your teaching is about a particular meditation practice, really an ancient practice that comes from many, many centuries ago, particularly from Buddhist Mm -hmm. meditations. How does it differ from
2: other meditations? Well, it's a very active, creative meditation that is worked with the breath, and it works with imagining certain things and then bringing in a sense of awakened presence into our heart and working with transforming suffering of ourselves and others into love, into healing energy, into joy. So it's a very active meditation, and it's a thousand-year-old meditation from the Tibetan tradition.
1: And the one that you used harkens back to some women teachers. Yeah, Is that correct? Yeah,
2: a woman teacher named Naguma, who in a lineage I received from my teacher was one of the two primary original teachers of this Shampa lineage.
1: I think that there was a story that you tell about this loving meditation. It's just so loving and one that helps to eradicate suffering. And you tell a story of... Jetsuma, her mother, uses meditation. I, I think this is a good example
2: of the active process of this meditation. If you could tell that story. Right. And her mother, so this is a friend of mine who's a Buddhist nun and a teacher, has a nunnery in India, and she's British, she's English. So growing up in England, it was just her and her mother. Her father wasn't in the picture. And one day she told me this story. So her mother was not a Buddhist or anything. She was spiritual, her mother. But this is an example of how this practice is very universal and can spring up anywhere, you know, in anyone's heart. And it's so simple to do an on-the-spot version. So what happened was Jetson Tenzin Pamo was a young girl of about seven or eight or nine somewhere. And this pot of really hot liquid overturned on the stove and burned her very, very badly. And her mother came in right at that moment and saw it happening and, of course, was horrified. And her mother told her later that her first thought was, may I take all this pain in and may my daughter have no pain. So the mother prayed that very, very strongly. So then they took the little girl to the hospital. And while she was in the hospital, of course, it took months because she was very badly burned. And she told me that the whole time in the hospital, she had no pain. And the doctors and nurses kept telling her, you are such a good little girl. You're not complaining like you never complain. And she said, I'm not such a good little girl. I just don't feel any pain. And so she attributed this to the fact that her mother told her later, you know, while she's in the hospital, oh, I prayed like that. And so this little girl, Tenzin Palmo, she's called now, never felt pain during that whole time. And then she told me that she was so wondering because people kept telling her, you know, like, you must be feeling pain. So she thought to herself, somehow I should feel this pain they're talking about. And so she asked for herself to feel the pain for a few moments. And she said all of a sudden she felt it and it was like this excruciating pain. And then again, it closed up and went away. And so this was how it was for, for many months. She never, ever really felt it except for that brief period when she opened to it. And that was what her mother had shared. And so, you know... We don't know. It's like that was a mother's heartfelt wish for her child, and somehow her daughter didn't feel pain, and the mother wasn't in pain either. So describe
1: this meditation then and help it be available to all of us
2: because it sounds very profound, but also very simple. Yes, so there's eight steps and it's valuable to learn the whole all the steps if you can. And then once you're familiar with each step, you can do any of those just in 10 seconds. So I won't go through the whole eight steps, but there's a process that helps us to actually connect with awakened mind, awakened presence or we might call that divine presence. To connect with that and then to feel that inside of ourselves, to receive the blessing of that and feel that inside of ourselves. And that is who we truly are, but it's covered and we don't know that. So it helps this step to anchor a sense of this awake presence, divine presence in our hearts. Then on the in-breath, we breathe in the suffering of ourself or someone else or many beings. We breathe in that suffering. It's instantly transformed through the light of awakened presence in our heart, through a lightning bolt that emanates out, completely transforming all the suffering. And then on the out-breath, we send that healing energy, that awakened love back into the whoever we're doing the meditation for ourselves or for others, and see them healing and being transformed and awakened gradually, full of light, totally awakened. And so this is the process at the heart of this meditation is the transformation of the suffering of ourselves and others into healing, awakened love.
1: So even breathing in that suffering, it's not like then that suffering festers in our heart. It no. doesn't sit
2: there in our heart. It's transformed.
1: It's as you instantly say, transformed. A lightning
2: bolt. Absolutely, and without even knowing it, we're taking in suffering a lot of the time from everything in the media that we hear. You know, and of course, we all have our own sufferings as well. So. This meditation is very proactive in processing and liberating what we've already taken in and then consciously working with ourselves and others to actively transform and liberate the suffering into love. And when the suffering turns into love and we're full of love, instantly joy is there because it's a great joy to be filled with love.
1: So tell me, Lama Paldon what can we do in our life to help us remember to tap into this? It sounds great, but our habits are to live in anxiety or anger or just fear.
2: Right, absolutely. Yes. So for all of us, I think this is where spiritual practice comes in, that we need to set aside a time in our daily life where we again and again return to the meditation cushion or our knees or whatever it is and do spiritual practice, because this is how we train ourselves to actually calm down, to be at peace, and to allow these natural qualities of love and joy and Compassion to really be present within us. That time of spiritual cultivation helps us to be in touch with who we really are. I think you use the words in your book, uh, your meditation practice is non-negotiable. So say more about that. Well, this actually came from one of my students who was so brilliant, you know, because she was in a long-term training program that required two hours of meditation a day. And so she said that how she managed to stick with it and have it get done was that she put it in a category where her meditation was like brushing her teeth. It was non-negotiable. She just does it every day. And then it just works. So that's one way of really establishing. And of course, doing 10 minutes a day is really beneficial. And I tell people, always start with a short time, like 10, 15 minutes max, and have that really be anchored in your daily life. And then if you want to expand it, fine. But if not, fine, because it's more the consistency that's really valuable rather than how long it is. One of the things that you
1: talk about at some length, is taking refuge. What do you mean about taking refuge? That's one of the steps
2: to take refuge. Refuge is a Buddhist term which means, in a Buddhist context, to call upon the awakened beings, Buddha, Dharma, Sangha, and the other awakened beings, and to imagine them present with us and to open into feeling their wisdom love compassion the field of that that they emanate and to rest in their love and compassion in their field of wisdom and that nourishes us it gives us sanctuary it brings us peace it brings us a feeling of being held in divine presence and so this is the buddhist idea of going for refuge and Also contained in that is the idea that the Buddhas stay with us from now until full awakening. They will guide us and mentor us and stay by our side. And this principle of taking refuge and finding awakened sanctuary is very transferable to any tradition. For example, we could call upon... God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, or God, Mary, and Jesus. And we can imagine them with us, and they're providing sanctuary for us. So this is a step in the traditional practice. And one other benefit of taking refuge is that these awakened beings or this divine presence is mirroring back to us our own true nature, who we are truly. They are in actuality, inseparable with us. They are showing us the beauty and the truth of who we really are. So
1: you're saying that we then take some time out every day to experience this as being real and who we are. Let it infuse our being, not just our thinking mind. We're
2: not thinking about it and making it happen, right? Right. It's an experience of opening to this awakened presence and realizing that they are reflecting to us who we truly are, the magnificence of our awakened wisdom and love that is ever-present everywhere. So this is one of the
1: reasons to
2: practice often. (laughs) Yeah, because we need to familiarize ourselves. You know, if we do this refuge practice in the beginning, it'll feel artificial. Like we're calling and we don't think Buddha's really coming. Why would he come now? The Buddhas have taken a vow to always come when called upon. I mean, that's who they are. That's spontaneous awakened activity. But we feel unworthy. So as we call upon the Buddha's or in or another religion, Jesus on or, or Mohammed or Kuan Yin or Corn Mother, whoever, as we call upon whoever it is as awake presence, then we begin to also feel that more and more in a strong and real way. It's like it becomes more real. And these things are true. They are real. But it's not part of our usual day-to-day reality. But if we open in this way, we really begin to directly feel the transmission of awakened presence.
1: To follow up on that and as a last thought, then... I think that what you describe is on-the-spot meditation, like then this is available, and as we walk through our dating life, as we're in the grocery store, or as we're driving down the
2: highway. Right. So as we familiarize ourselves with any of the steps of this meditation and hopefully the whole thing, then we can just do it in an instant anywhere we are. And that's the incredible, profound beauty of this meditation practice. So the more we train on the cushion, the more familiar we are, and then we can just call it up in an instant. And it's so easy for us as human beings in a crisis to sort of forget our tools But the more we familiarize ourselves, then they'll automatically be there when we really need them.
1: Lama Palden, I want to thank you so much for being with us today. Thank
2: you. What a pleasure to be with you, Justine.
1: Mine as well. I've been speaking with Lama Palden Droma, and she is the author of Love on Every Breath, Tonglen Meditation for Transforming Pain into joy. And if you want to know more about her work, you can go to her website, org. That's Lama, L-A-M-A, Palden P-A-L-D-E-N, LamaPaldin.org. Or you can get there through the New Dimensions website, NewDimensions.org. I'm Justine Willis-Thoms. Thank you for joining us on the New Dimensions Cafe. And I invite you, please do join us again.